Welcome back to the Data Bliss Podcast, everybody. Um, this is the DFS preview for week 15. Can't believe it's already week 15. Um, I'm not going to introduce Brandon because, unfortunately, it seems that the uh, Dolphins lost by less than the Packers did on Monday. So, now that we had that friendly bet going. So, uh, I guess welcome back. Does that constitute an introduction? I suppose it does. I don't think it does. I think technically I'm good on the bet. <laughs> <laughs> um, so no more introducing Brandon. Um, I'm so I'm pumped to jump into today. We have some quarterback wide receiver sacks to go over, maybe mix in a tight end or two there. Um, and then just preview for DFS with some value plays, some start sits. Um, and we could do a little sneak peek of the Thursday night game. Um, but it isn't really a good one this week, so not much to lose if we don't. Um, so, quarterback and wide receiver stacks. Do you have anybody that you want to talk about this week, Brendan? Uh, so the stack that I had this week um, is Joe Flacco and Amari Cooper. So, obviously, Joe, Joe Flacco has had a couple monster passing games um not that necessarily he'll keep it up but the matchup is fine um and what's he got to lose he's gonna keep slinging it so i like joe flacco especially because he's on the cheaper end for a quarterback um and amari cooper honestly wasn't wasn't too expensive either so um i got amari cooper at six thousand and joe flacco at fifty five hundred so not bad. No, that's pretty cheap, um, especially when I'm looking at a couple of the stacks that I have here. Uh, I think Joe Flacco definitely slung the ball last week. Do you have any take on, do you think David Njoku gets involved a little bit? Seems like it was his offense last week. Yeah, so he's another player that I like this week, um, especially at his price point. And we talked about it on Monday a little bit that, for whatever reason in his career, he has his best weeks um, coming down to the end of the regular season. Maybe it's like a prove your roster spot for next year or something. But um, he does. For, yeah, for so for that reason, um, I like Njoku as well. I think the Browns are somehow startable this week. Yeah, I like that take. Um, I think both of those guys have some good viability. Um, one stack that I have this week is Lamar Jackson and Zay Flowers, um, up against Jacksonville. Jacksonville hasn't really been that solid against quarterbacks, uh, bottom three defense in terms of allowing points per game to opposing quarterbacks, and then bottom six in wide receivers, uh, that Zay Flowers, Lamar Jackson connection has, uh, been pretty solid over the last few weeks here, um. You know, ever since that Mark Andrews injury, I feel like Zay Flowers has been pretty involved. Zay Flowers himself is only going to go for 5,700. Um, some people surrounding Zay Flowers are Garrett Wilson and Jordan Addison. Um, I think Zay Flowers has more guaranteed quality volume over both of those guys. I say quality to, to knock out Garrett Wilson there. Um, and then Lamar Jackson is significantly more expensive than a lot of quarterbacks at 7,700, but he has that rushing up upside um and he's been averaging 21.1 fantasy points per game this year 
uh, which is good for like fourth or something like maybe fifth in the league. Um, and Lamar Jackson does have a pretty good advantage on offense this week compared to that defense. Yeah. I like how, uh, you mentioned that Garrett Wilson and Addison are both there as well. Um, I think Zay Flowers makes sense to me over those guys, just because you never know what you're going to get each week from the Jets QBs and also the Vikings. So yeah, I think you're just getting consistent play at, at worst. Yeah, I mean, that's what I think too. And and Jacksonville defense hasn't been super solid. So I think Baltimore probably blows them out. Um, and I think they they do it by scoring a lot of points. It's usually uh, do you have you, any others? It's usually okay, you blow I get out. it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could blow them out by holding them to zero points, scoring 15, but I think Baltimore offense is that a is really blowout? Solid. I don't know. It's a shutout. Really <laughs> uh, who do you have for other stacks? Um, anybody else? So those are the two I like the most. Um, do you have any other ones that you like? I have a funny one. It's not okay. quarterback wide receiver. It's kind of quarterback running back. Okay. Uh, hear me out though. It's Sam Howell and Brian Robinson. I don't hate it. I think, I think Sam Howell, you know, not the past two games, but the two games before that, he has been, or let's see, yeah, two games before that, Brian Robinson had 58 receiving yards and 119 receiving yards. Then they played Dallas and Miami. I think we should see a little bit of a return to the previous offense that we saw with Brian Robinson super involved. Um, now that he's back, um, and then Sam Howell should be able to find him this week. I don't know if he's going to get a touchdown. He should get some good yards, though, and Sam Howell is always good for some fantasy output. Yeah, Sam Howell has been thrown for a lot of yards. Um, I think they have a pretty good matchup this week. Who are they playing? The Rams? The Rams. Yeah, the Rams have been – yeah, they've been giving up points. Their secondary is kind of – there's nothing there. So Sam Howell, I, I thought he was also a good play. Um, I just went with Joe Flacco as my guy in my lineups just because I was trying to shave a few dollars there. Um, but I do like that. I do like uh, Brian Robinson's matchup this week. And especially with his receiving upside this year, which I think we both mentioned that kind of came out of nowhere. Um, mm-hmm. at, his, at his price point, I think he's a good play. Yeah, absolutely. Um you want to jump over to the value plays for the week? I have a bunch of guys here. Yeah, sure. So I have for value plays. Let's see. Oh. All right. So for my value plays, um, I had Jake Ferguson. Um, nice. 4800 bucks. Um, I think he's kind of just due for a touchdown. <laughs> that's pretty much yeah, what I'm riding so. on here. Um, I think he's due for a touchdown. Um, he's had a pretty solid year, so why not? Uh, I think there's slim pickings at the tight end position unless you want to spend the money. So if you're willing to take that kind of touchdown reliancy, you might as well. 
Yeah, I love that pick. I think Jake Ferguson's gotten really involved. Dak Prescott's obviously been awesome. Um, who do they go against this week? Uh, they have Buffalo. Buffalo, yeah. Um, feels like a Jake Ferguson game. I like that take. Yeah, it's it's going to be football weather, as you call it. Yeah, yeah, it will be. Um, how do you feel about JSN this week against the Eagles? He's going for 4,200 right now. I feel like we've seen him get pretty involved the last few weeks. I know there's a chance. I don't know what the chance is that Geno Smith doesn't start again. We see Drew Locke. Um, even with Drew Locke last week, we did get seven targets to JSN after that 11-target week uh, against the Cowboys. I think he's due for a pretty good blow-up game with the volume that he's been getting this year um, and maybe a touchdown. Yeah, I think he's going to be touchdown reliant here. Um, I get it. The targets are there, but uh, we discussed how he's not really seeming to put together yardage, which is the This is the game. This is the game. It's the Eagles. It's like basically the worst defense in the league. Yeah, if you're willing to bet on it, why not? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm not a huge fan of it, but I understand where you – see the potential for points. So it's not, it's not a bad pick. Um, yeah. All right, man. I think Jason's going to pop off this week, but to each their own. If you don't like that pick, um, Christian Watson. Oh, come on. I was just about to say him. Yeah. That's why I said it. (laughs) (laughs) Christian Watson, 4,800. Um, you know, he, he was out week 14. He, there's a good chance he's out again, so keep an eye on it. Save a hundred. Here's my recommendation: keep a hundred dollars in your remaining salary, so that if Christian Watson is out, you can sub him out with Jaden Reed. Um, that's what I did. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say if you are gonna go with Christian Watson, depending on whether or not he plays, you have him and Romeo Dobbs, being Jaden Reed and Romeo Dobbs, are both around the same price point. So, could be. A good fallback. Yeah, but obviously when he's on the field, Christian Watson's a better player. Uh, Or he has been the last few weeks, last three games that he's played. Uh, I personally like Jaden Reed more, but Christian Watson, when he gets on a streak, he stays on that streak. And he's kind of on a streak right now, minus that uh, missed game. So I'm definitely keeping my eye on them, on Christian Watson, not them. Yeah, and he also has... The potential, unlike the other two guys, to go for anybody 30. else. Anybody else I like? Yeah. Um. I mean, we briefly talked about it in Joku at forty seven hundred, so he's a good one. Um. Otherwise, I don't really have anybody else I loved for position players. Okay. Um. I think Gus Edwards is another play this week. Yeah, he was a fringe for me. He has lost a little bit of volume the last two weeks against those LA teams. But before then, he was pretty automatic with the carries. I think he gets back to that spot. Um, This week, I think the game script leans towards him getting a decent amount of opportunities. Yeah, I don't hate it. But like you said, the volume has decreased and he needs a touchdown to make this thing worth it. 
Yeah. I have one more guy. One last guy. Uh, what's your take on Noah Brown? You know, I'm confused myself because I have a problem in my fantasy lineup um, that you've probably noticed, which is I have to decide between him and Brandon Cooks this week, and I can't really settle on either. I just subbed out Brandon Cooks in one of my lineups because I had Brandon Cooks in a a flex and Brandon Cooks in a wide receiver two spot. Didn't even notice that and subbed in Noah Brown. I prefer Brandon Cooks, but when I was thinking about it, I think Noah Brown has some good opportunity this week for a blow-up game, especially if Nico Collins is out um, and CJ Stroud is back. I was going to say, he for sure has the higher upside, but reliant on CJ Stroud being in the lineup. Yeah. But I if, think Stroud doesn't, if Stroud doesn't play, he's not going to not going to get you what you want. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. That's, um, I do have, um, a defense that I did like though. Value play. I think so. Is it the defense that I want to mention? (laughs) Does it start with a D? Yeah, DST. (laughs) (laughs) No, what is it? Um, I had the Cowboys. Okay. Yeah, why not? 3,200. So compared to the highest price, 49ers at 4,400. Yeah, exactly. Josh Allen, um, it seems like the entire Bills team as a whole can't stop turning the ball over. I can... Imagine a few fumbles, interception. Um, we know that this team is going to give up yards, but they get points because they get turnovers. So I don't care if they give up points, I guess, as long as they're turning the ball over. I hear that, and I don't hate that take. Um, I guess compared to your 3,200, my defense isn't as much of a budget play. But I have the Falcons for my kind of budget play. At Carolina, um, they've been pretty solid this year, especially getting turnovers. Um, Seven interceptions and 27 sacks. Probably could be better at the sacks. But I think I see Bryce Young having like a two, three interception game here. Maybe one or two sacks as well for the Falcons. Yeah, I definitely see sacks. I see no points. I see no yards. So yeah, I mean, it's definitely a guaranteed, <laughs> guaranteed, you know, probably 10 points. Yeah. Uh, do you want to jump over into start sits? Sure. Um, so my first one would be probably, James Cook, I really like this week. Um, yeah. You wanted me to get into this one because you were kind of questioning why I had him in two different lineups. Um, but I like James Cook for the same, well, not the same, but similar reason um, that I liked the Cowboys um, defense in this game, which sounds backwards. But basically, I like James Cook because 
the volume's going to be there in the passing game. Um, I think Dallas gets a lot of turnovers, forces Buffalo onto their onto their heels, um, throwing the ball. James Cook has been great in terms of receiving yards. Obviously, his big problem is he can't get touchdowns, which we discussed on Monday. Um, mm-hmm. But I really like his upside. It really seems like he's gelling with Josh Allen, and he can kind of rely on James Cook to kind of be out in the flat or running a wheel route. And I think they're kind of using Stefan Diggs at this point as a distraction. Um, he has his good games still, but obviously Diggs has not been great over the last few weeks. I think this is a good take. Um, James Cook, 391 yards receiving this year. Um, three touchdowns there. He only has one rushing touchdown. If you're looking for the touchdowns, it feels like you're going to get him from the receiving game for James Cook. Uh, efficient on the ground as well. So just a pretty solid overall player. He's averaging almost, not almost 15. He's averaging 14 points a game. Yeah, I think uh, I think he definitely has some higher upside than he's had in other games this year going into this week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one guy that I have as a start this week is... DJ Moore. Interesting. Uh, I always have DJ Moore as a start. I get that they're <laughs> playing Cleveland, but it does feel like DJ Moore's salary hasn't really ever caught up with his uh, fantasy production when Justin Fields is on the field. Um, it's true. He hasn't gone, I guess he has gone for over 6,000 twice, three times this season. Um, but. You know, he's he's finally up to 6,900. He's coming off of three points over 20 games, or three games over 20 points. Um, Detroit, Minnesota, and Detroit. Not the best defenses there. Um, might be a little bit of a shift this week into some better defenses. But he's been consistently over 10 points almost every game. Um, I think DJ Moore is a great play. Uh, just kind of overall this week from a floor and ceiling perspective. Yeah, I like that take. Um, I think it's actually kind of surprising once you mentioned it. I didn't really think about uh, his value compared to how many points he's produced because I think we all kind of think that him on the Bears isn't exactly what you're looking for in terms of a team where you're going to grab a wide receiver from, but he's been DJ awesome. Moore's him. Yeah. He's, he's been awesome. awesome. So why not? Yeah. I'm all in on it. You got anybody else this week? Yes. So someone else that I like is, um, what's his name? Uh, where'd he go? Uh, Cortland Sutton. So I'm on your uh, mm-hmm. Broncos wave here. Uh, Cortland Sutton at 6,400. Um, the reason I like Cortland Sutton, uh, for obvious reasons, he has, what, 10 touchdowns this year or something? Yeah, he's going he's, crazy. Yeah, he's just been awesome. They're playing a primetime Saturday game. Uh, so he should should potentially carve up this Detroit defense that got destroyed by the Bears last week. So you'd like to think that Cortland Sutton would be worth the 6,400. Um, 
Denver or Detroit's D has just not shown what they're capable of. I don't think. I think they have guys, but they also have some holes. And I think if anybody's going to find those holes, it's Cortland Sutton. So I I just think he's one decent value and two just having a great season. I love this take. I'm I'm looking at my lineups right now, and I'm like, why don't I have any Cortland Sutton there? Um, he's been consistent every week. They're playing the Lions, as you said, who have allowed tons of points to bad teams. Um, and then we have the Broncos on the upswing. So I don't see how it doesn't add up this week. But I said the same thing about Nico Collins last week, and we all know how that turned out. <laughs> yeah, not too good. Not at all. Um, I have Jameer Gibbs as another start here. Tell me and why. And kind of a similar reason to you. You know, Jameer Gibbs, I thought about him or Monty. I think they're both good values, but I think we do see a bit of, I'm kind of on the opposite of you now. Um, thinking that we see a bit of a bounce back game from the Lions. Um, and I think we get, you know, Jameer Gibbs to maybe get a little bit more involved in the receiving game. Last week, he only had three receptions for 16 yards. He has been consistently consistent um, on the rushing attack. 11 attempts for 66 yards and a touchdown last week. Week before that, eight for 60. Um, you know, Jameer Gibbs is doing the most with what he's getting. He's putting up good points and has a lot of good opportunity. And then... You look at Denver. Denver has been one of the worst defenses against opposing uh, running backs. And, you know, part of that comes from the 70-point Miami game. But I think, you know, Jameer Gibbs and both Dave Mo- him and Dave Montgomery have good chances to do it again this week to them. Not yeah, 70, I, but maybe 40. Yeah, I was going to say uh, also David Montgomery is a start for me. I think they're both viable in this game. Mm-hmm. I think Sam Laporta, too, if we want to just – mention all the lions <laughs> except for jared goff um, yeah I, i'm kind of out on jared goff that's why i don't i had been doing jared goff stacks but if he's gonna throw that many interceptions like he's not gonna be as fantasy viable as some of the other cheaper guys yeah he's been struggling a little bit but team's still good so any given Absolutely. week you never know but not gonna bank on it yeah. I have, uh, how many more do you have here? I have two. Two I more starts one. for me. So okay. go for yours. All right. Um, I know I talked shit on him earlier and about his volume, but I think Garrett Wilson could be a start this week. <laughs> uh, I have him in, in one lineup. It feels like last week he kind of got into a connection with Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson looked the best that he's maybe ever looked since the week four chiefs game at least um you know garrett wilson nine receptions 108 yards on 14 targets didn't even get a touchdown and he had 23 fantasy points uh i think we could see something similar this week he's going for 5800 so he's under 6k he's an alpha wide receiver on that team just because his quarterback play is bad doesn't mean that garrett wilson doesn't have enough opportunity to go out and do something for you yeah, 100% with the modern-day NFL. It's just about getting these playmakers in space 
and giving them easy plays. So, yeah, he's always viable. And I think he's shown a good connection with Zach Wilson all season. Problem's just been putting it all together as a team. Um, so I like that pick. I have no problem with it. Sweet. Thanks for not having problems with my picks, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you going to talk yourself out of it, though? No. No, I almost did. I almost didn't share it, but uh, I don't know. I think he has a pretty good chance this week of popping off. It feels like the script is going to be give Zach Wilson the ball and throw it deep after they um, get down by like two scores. If they do, I mean, maybe the Dolphins aren't who we thought they were. Or maybe they're exactly who we thought they were. Frauds. I don't know. I think that the Dolphins have something weird going on with certain matchups. I don't know what it is. I can't really tell because sometimes they look like they're easily the best team in the league, and sometimes they look like they're barely over 500. Yeah, absolutely. I don't really get it. Yeah, so the last person I had as um, a definite start was... uh, I just had him up here. Take your time. We are kind of cooking through this episode. I think we should do a (laughs) Thursday night preview after this. All right. We'll talk about that crappy game. I know. (laughs) Let's not, (laughs) but. uh, All right. So, yeah. So the other start I had here was um, Brees Hall. Um, Yes. So I didn't, I didn't know if you were going to agree with me on this one. Um, I do. So similar to James Cook, he's just getting so much passing volume. His targets are through the roof. Zach Wilson just loves to dump it off and he's right there. And they keep saying that they want to get James Cook more involved, uh, a Bonaconda. They want to be him involved. It's just not happening. Uh, Brees Hall is the, did I say James Cook? I thought yeah. he said Dalvin. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. Nice. Um, Dalvin Cook and Abanaconda, but neither of those guys are doing anything. Hall is the guy in the backfield, um, regardless of whether or not he can rush past 30 yards. Um, he still gets the ball in his hands, and I think everybody knows that him and Garrett Wilson are the two guys on that offense that need to get the ball for them to have a chance to win. Mm-hmm. So Brees Hall is at 6,400 here. Um, I think he's just a lock pretty much every week going forward. He's a bit expensive, honestly, but, you know, it takes guys about a year to recover fully from that ACL injury. We're finally back to about a year since Brees Hall tore his ACL. So he should be kind of the same player that he was before. Um, I know he's been pretty solid all year. I think he's what, like the running back eight, but, um, yeah, it feels like he's kind of getting back to normal. Maybe that offense is going to take a step in the right direction uh, after the last week from Zach Wilson. Um, and Brees Hall is going to be the main person to benefit from that, I think. Yeah, uh, he's just been good. That's all there is to it for me. Um, Last start that I have here is the Chiefs defense. Um, they're not the most expensive defense, but they're kind of close. I think they're third this week after the 49ers and Dolphins. Um, 
Kansas City's defense has been pretty solid all year. Um, and they're playing the Patriots, who... Uh, sorry, but the, the Patriots kind of suck right now. <laughs> um, maybe there's a chance that last week provided a spark for the Patriots offense with Bailey Zappi and Hunter Henry connection there, but I don't really think so. I think the Chiefs are going to stop them and probably smack the Patriots. Yeah, you'd think so. Um, I would. You didn't hurt my feelings either, so it's okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, I like the Chiefs here, too, just for the same reasons. They're playing the Patriots. Uh, Zappy is due for a couple interceptions. That's yeah, absolutely. what I'm banking on if I'm starting this defense. Yeah. Do you want to jump into sits? Yes, sir. So my first sit here is Jalen Waddle. Mm-hmm. So the reason I have Jalen Waddle as a sit is he's simply priced too high for um, the production he's had so far this year. $7,400. Um, the Jets defense is great. I just, I don't see him having a monster game. I mean, maybe you get some average points, but you're not paying $7,400 for average points. I think if we listened back to this exact segment last week, you would hear the exact same words come out of my mouth. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I do have one little gripe with this opinion, though. Why? What if Tyree Kill doesn't play? You still think sit? Yes. I mean, I hear. I guess because it's the Jets, yeah. But I don't know. I still think he's a sit. I think this is a good point. But I'm just trying to poke a hole and say, like, hey, Tyreek Hill doesn't play. Maybe Jalen Waddle gets the opportunity and the points that, like he's been priced for. But it's not like he's just priced high this week. I mean, last week he was 76 or 7700, the week before 7600, the week before 7500, the week before 7600. Like he's been over 7000 literally all year. And he's like not doing anything. Um So I think it's kind of just the T Higgins effect here. Okay. With uh, Jamar Chase. to slander T. Higgins. <laughs> he just, uh, I mean, he just hasn't had the production that we all know he's capable of. Yeah, um, not this year. Not too Same, years. Same thing Same thing for Waddle and for Higgins. So um, Higgins is a more reasonable price point if I want an average game. Um, obviously, Jalen Waddle's had a better year. But um, even if yeah. Tyreek Hill doesn't play, I mean, you got to imagine that with the wide receivers that would be on the field, I got to believe that sauce is following them around all game long. Yeah, that's true. And you can get Michael Pittman, Puka Nakua, Brandon Ayuk, Devonta Smith, Chris Olave, DJ Moore, Cortland Sutton, um, and still have, you know, some budget left over compared to if you were to go get Jalen Waddle. And those guys I think have, better chance of scoring more points this week i totally agree i think those all of those guys are better plays cool (laughs) (laughs) i think i think that's pretty obvious i don't 
I don't know why he's priced at 7400 still, but watch him go for 30 this week. Yeah, he could. Um, all right, my sit this week is going to be um, Kyler Murray. He's not crazy expensive going for 6400 but they are playing against San Francisco this week. And that alone has me just kind of like out on Kyler Murray this week, I think. He's still kind of working back a little bit. He's four weeks back. Um, San Francisco defense is too good. He's not going to really have that much of a rushing upside because of that D-line. Kyler Murray is not going to put up too many points this week. Yeah, I agree with that. Because for $100 less, we're talking about the guy you mentioned earlier, Sam Howell. Yeah, Sam Howell, Jordan Love, Russell Wilson. Jake Browning. Yeah. yeah so Joe Flacco even. Yeah. <laughs> so, look at that. So yeah, I don't like I don't like Kyler Murray here. It doesn't make sense against San no, Francisco. Doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. He's not gonna be able to see over that D line, like you said. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Another sit here. Um for quarterbacks i'm not seeing anything so i'll go back to my original which would be i don't like saquon this week against new orleans yeah the the only reason being it seems like the saints have a solid defense um and saquon's been great but i don't i don't see that offense you know, scoring a lot of points against a team that's kind of just playing dirty football all year long. Um, that's the only thing you could say is good about this Saints team is that they seem to have some grit for some reason. Um, but it's it's not going to happen. Cameron Jordan on the defensive line is still a beast. So yeah. I, I don't see Saquon doing much here unless he gets a ton of receiving upside. But it seems like the Giants have some guys and I think it said that um did they say that Darren Waller might return this week? I saw that, yeah. Yeah, so especially if he returns, I think that they're gonna keep trying to use these younger weapons that they have on the outside and try to limit some of the usage of Saquon. Makes sense. Yeah, I'm all in on that. Yeah, um, so it's at seventy three hundred I just I don't I don't think it's a lock for that price. Completely agree. I guess sticking to the running back, Kenneth Walker is going to be a sit for me. Mm-hmm. Um, he hasn't been crazy efficient since he came back from that injury. He's going against one of the better teams in the league. Um, and he's splitting some work with Zach Charbonnet. So, his price is sixty two hundred right now. Um, you can get Brian Robinson for six thousand, DeAndre Swift for sixty one hundred, uh, Gus Edwards for fifty seven hundred, Chuba Hubbard for fifty six hundred. A lot of guys I'd much rather have than Kenneth Walker right now. Yeah, I agree with that take. Um, Eagles D line is good. Seems like that's the only part of their defense that is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, the other one I have 
which we all agreed um, already, but I'll say it anyways, and we can be quick about it. It's Chris Godwin at 5,900 for obvious yeah. reasons. He hasn't done anything, so forget about him. Yeah, good take. I'm benching him for worse players in fantasy playoffs right now because I don't want eight points. I want a chance at 15. Yeah, 100%. Um, Another guy that I'm... Actually, I think I subbed Chris Godwin in for this guy this week. Uh, Jordan Addison. Okay. Uh, I'm not a fan anymore. Um, Not for the rest of the season. Jordan Addison's going for 5,600 right now. He's basically been not involved the last like four weeks, three weeks. Um, you know, I think they need Kirk Cousins to be able to support these two receivers uh, and TJ Hawkinson. So Jordan Addison is a sit for me here. He's probably going to get like five points. Yeah, I think you probably need what a top twenty quarterback in order to support two wide two wide receivers at a yeah at least at a high level. So yeah, at least so they clearly don't have that in their locker room other than Kirk Cousins, and obviously he's not playing with his torn Achilles. So um, yeah, I mean Jordan Addison has such high upside, but it, it ain't gonna happen with. Nick Mullins, I don't think. I was doing no. a little little look back at Mullins' game logs, though. Um, he does throw free yards, but we'll see what he can do, I guess. When No reason to risk it. Yeah, I'm willing to be proven wrong here, but I'm not willing to take the risk. Uh, exactly. So. Uh, you got anybody else for sits? Um, another one I had was just Pat's running backs. Um, we're not going to start Ramondre or Elliott. They should be trailing most of this game. And if they keep the ball on the ground, it's just going to... We're going to get this game over with sooner. So that's the only upside to both of these guys <laughs> is that the game will be over sooner. Um, 5,900 for Ramondre right now and 5,800 for Elliott. I know Elliott had a solid week last week and... I don't think anybody saw that much coming from him, but I think yeah. it's just it's just a sit either way, especially with Chris Jones in there. He's just going to dominate our line. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think another one that I have here is Dalton Schultz. If you're still starting Dalton Schultz after Brevin Jordan came back with the potential CJ Stroud injury, uh, don't do that. Dalton Schultz is, hasn't been anything um, outside of touchdown-dependent play in weeks. Yeah, it's very slim pickings at the uh, tight end position, so avoid. Yeah, that's everything I got for sits. You got anything else? Mm, I think that's about it. Otherwise, I think okay. there's plenty of good options this week. There's a lot of good matchups. Yeah, I completely agree. And then do you want to do like a mini uh, betting preview for the Thursday night game? Sure. So we got who? The Raiders and the Chargers. 
That's a hell of a game. Um, we don't even know who's starting <laughs> at quarterback for the Chargers yet. Or, uh, sorry, for uh, the Raiders yet. Um, Easton Stick for the uh, Chargers. So, it's pretty gross. But, um, let's see. Odds got minus 165 money line for the Raiders, plus 140 for the Chargers. Um, Raiders are favored by three. Over under is set at 34 and a half. What are your thoughts? Under. Big time yeah. under. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I have no idea how to evaluate these teams besides under. <laughs> I think Austin Eckler is looking a little bit washed. Josh Jacobs hasn't been the Josh Jacobs he could be this year. Uh, quarterback play on both sides is bad. Defense on both sides is kind of mid. Mm-hmm. Uh, too bad. I don't know, man. Um, yeah, I definitely like the I definitely like the under, uh, just because I think the Chargers' defense is, I wouldn't say come alive, but they've been getting sacks, some turnovers, um, so you know they could potentially, I guess, get some points off of turnovers if they're in the red zone. I think as long as the Raiders kind of play that safe style of football that they played last week. I think they'll be totally totally fine on the on uh the points here. But um otherwise this is a game that I'm personally staying away from cuz there's not a whole lot here other than the under that I like. Yeah, I completely agree. Um there's one actually I don't completely agree. There's one thing that I like. Uh, just based off of two little fun facts. So Jacoby Myers has scored a touchdown in each of the Raiders' last four games as favorites. The Chargers have lost each of their last six road games against AFC West opponents. And then Jacoby Myers has scored the first touchdown in each of the Raiders' last three games as home favorites. So I think Jacoby Myers' touchdown plus maybe... Raiders money line and under. What are the odds on that? I'm willing to take that. Yeah, I think that's not bad. And you can take or leave the Jacoby Myers touchdown. Let's see. Um, odds on Jacoby Myers touchdown is plus 300. Building the same game parlay. Raiders under. And Jacoby Myers, that gives you plus 1,200 odds. Yeah, I don't hate that at all. Nope. I just bet. You're going to make a bet. I just did. Cool. (laughs) Otherwise, uh, (laughs) there's another prop that I kind of like here, but it's not not amazing. But I don't see why not. Um, Easton Stick over under... 189 yards passing i like the under for obvious reasons we just said it's gonna be a low scoring game this guy hasn't started a nfl game before so why would i don't know why we would expect this guy who we don't even know to go over 190 yards passing yeah i completely agree um i'd be willing to take maybe interceptions on either of the guys here too uh probably aiden o'connell though if he's playing 
Yeah, probably. He he's a slinger for sure. So he's definitely gonna put it up for grabs at some point. Yeah. Especially if Devonte Adams yells at him enough. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Uh, anything else you want to go over with this game? It's probably not going to be the most fun to watch. Probably going to hit that under, but I feel like we got a good bet to root for now. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's a good bet for this game. Uh, just hope that the Raiders win, as they should. Uh, and should be an under. And, hey, if Jacoby Myers scores, you were right. Sweet. All right, and then uh, just a reminder that the content in this episode is for entertainment and informational purposes only and is not intended as definitive betting or fantasy sports advice. Uh, Don't forget to like, uh, subscribe on YouTube, uh, follow us over on Twitter at DataBlitz underscore XYZ, and follow wherever you listen to the podcast. We're available on Apple, YouTube, uh, Spotify, and Amazon. Thanks for listening. Thank you.